Hey, what's up guys? This is the Masturbation Podcast. Um, I did not did not know how to do an intro or anything like that, but here we are. We're already here. We're doing it. Um, I don't know what episode this is. I forget. The Ocho. The Ocho. Okay, this will be episode eight. Um, lucky episode eight. Uh, <laughs> so, Hank, um, I have impromptu called you to do a podcast today. Today of all days, weirdly, because it's my birthday. Yes. Uh, I feel like when one of your homies summon you to do a podcast on their birthday, you must respond. It seems like the it seems like it might be the case or something. I got the bat signal and... You were raring to go. You brought nachos and here we are. <laughs> I did bring nachos. <laughs> um, yeah. Food's a love language, I guess. Um, but... Yeah, I came here with the sole intention of talking to you about one subject, and I had hinted at it beforehand um, just to kind of brace you for it, but the topic of it is self-hatred. Now, do you have any questions so far? Nope. Not at all? Okay. Um, So, (laughs) that's good. I I think that's good. Um, I'm here to listen. You're here to listen. That's understandable. Um, So, I guess the impetus of it had been just due to a general bout of self-hatred that I've experienced this week. Okay. Um, I will only expound upon that in that context. Like I, so we're talking about like a certain window of duration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was around Monday through Wednesday, basically. And I, it, it's kind of a hard, it's hard to describe just because of how weird and personal it feels, but I can imagine that other people feel this way too and have had experiences where there's an extreme something, like something extreme happens in your life and, um, your choosing to deal with it is to kind of shut down and go inward and blame yourself for a lot of things. Um, even though they have nothing to do with it at all. Like they think that's just how some people's brains work. Apparently that's how my brain works. Unfortunately. Um, it's the, I don't know. I'm just like trying to understand and figure that out and talk about it in an open environment, I guess. Um, mostly just to kind of get it away from myself a little bit, kind of talk through it or something like that. Um, Definitely, man. I know, um, you know, it's just good things to, or it's helpful sometimes just to get things out there. Yeah. And I think that for the benefit of me, I guess filtering that through, I guess you could call this art probably. (laughs) If you wanna, if you wanna call podcast art, I don't know what the, how have we defined podcasts at all, but I have two thoughts on that. Okay, one for sure, podcasts or art. And funny you say that. I heard on a different podcast this morning, and I will circle back to it at the end of this one or mention it in the copy or whatever because it's a good podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we give them credit. Uh, they said art is a form of survival, mm. which. I think that, <laughs> oh man, it's, I'm tearing up just thinking about that. Um, the, just the very notion of that is 
100% correct. Uh, just because I think in order to kind of exercise all of this negativity that you experience throughout your life, either viewing or performing or creating some form of art can be wholly beneficial to you in, in trying to get those emotions out. Um, and this just happens to be the medium that I'm currently in, I guess. Um, Hey man, I'm honored to, um, uh, be a part of it, but we're here. And yeah. And like, I, I, I asked you specifically, I mean, not only just because you have the recording equipment on hand, um, because you had to, because I had to, um, <laughs> but I know that you are an incredibly good listener. Um, you are a person that has experience, um, in mental struggles or anything like that, any form, cause like everybody does. Um, but you're also a person that I trust and, um, those are very hard to come by. Well, thanks man. Appreciate that. Likewise. Yeah. So, thank you. Uh, happy to listen. And, um, obviously I have no idea where you're going with this, but, uh, definitely not alone. Personally, thanks, I man. don't either. So okay. <laughs> I'm kind of yeah. just off the cuff on this. Um, yeah, I've definitely not liked myself as well. Mm -hmm. Um, for very, a number of different periods over the span of my life. So, um, is that, how has that fixed over time? Oh boy. Um, not fixed necessarily, but has changed over time. I'll have to think about that. Okay, cool. Um, cause like I could chart on a timeline, but I don't know if I could give reasoning behind it. Understandable. I mean, especially during those times, they're ex like peak emotion, like kind of just what I'm currently experiencing is just this just raw feeling of emotion and there, there's just like, I guess there's, in order to describe it a little bit, um, there were points in times this past couple of days that I felt physically unable to do anything, um, either that or just like stare at a screen or at a wall or have nothing on and my whole head is kind of screaming um, more examples of just like why do you do this what's wrong with you why am I feeling this way um, and mixed that with blaming myself for any little thing that I could put my hands on um, it was hard to eat uh, it was hard to find motivation to do anything and I like I like I said I really hate this. I hate it. And it it I don't want it in my life anymore. So I'm just trying to kind of think of it like in some form or fashion and okay. try and get feedback from it. Sure. Um So I guess I don't know how much you want to go into it. Is there a specific thing that started all this a number of things that started all this had it been building for a while was was there a straw that broke the camel's back was the camel's back broken mm -hmm. overnight um i guess in specific instances i don't necessarily want to talk about it sure um at least not right now um it's more of just a generality this is 
this is a feeling that I've experienced multiple times throughout my life and whether it be to um, excessive inaction on my part um, I guess one example being um, there was a period in time where I didn't have insurance on my car and <laughs> that was a, a stupid mistake on my part everybody just get insurance it's just that simple um, get insurance make sure your license is up to date uh, that's that and I think that's just the PSA on that but like they don't give in to the man uh, hey 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 I, like as much as I want to say that um, we have to live in this society unfortunately and then we have to make our way through that and anytime you can deal with the cops a lot less I would wholeheartedly take the take the route um, but I think it was that and um, I had put it off for the longest time and I wouldn't do anything about getting my insurance too much to the point to where I had to have like court fees or like go to court or anything like that and go through that system and it was just due to my inaction that I think I it wasn't like the the ignition point or anything but it was the a starting of like noticing that I like I don't tend to I have inaction and I think I blame myself for that perpetual cycle of it if that makes any sense I think inaction is an interesting descriptor word and a very valid one. And obviously, um, we can only speak to each other's overlap of feelings and experiences. Um, leading into this, which I think you described perfectly with the inaction, I always think of as preparedness <laughs> and removing any personal life things out of the person I'm about to reference. But Shia LaBeouf mentioned once that uh, one of the reasons he's such a good actor or not good actor, but like has been able to be successful in the mm -hmm. industry and things like that is like, he doesn't consider himself like overly talented or anything like that, but he just does everything in his power to be as prepared as possible in all situations. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's how I view what you're describing for yourself. Like something, I, same thing I would have in action on things or mm -hmm. whatever the case is. And then I've realized like the more, prepared I can be for my personal life, my professional life, um, artistic life, any of those things, the less anxiety I'm going to have, the more confidence I'm going to have that I'm going to do whatever it is I need to do well. Yeah. So, I mean, that trickles down to exactly the things you're talking about as well. Like you have to be prepared to, you know, do the things you do, you need to do to get your insurance. Mm -hmm. Like that takes preparation work or, you know, on other levels, if it's, um, going into a meeting, making sure you have all the materials printed off and getting there five minutes early, whatever the case is to like the things that are within your power to control those things and, you know, deal with them in a way that they're not going to bug you. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's just kind of my thoughts on inaction. I, I'm, I find it very thought-provoking that you chose the word in action because I've never looked at it that way until you said that. Yeah, and I th yeah, I think it's just the yeah, I, like I I can piggyback off of the preparedness and 
I have learned that, or I have come to learn that a lot more recently. Um, because throughout school or anything like that, like there were times that I had struggle and I had to understand that I needed to buckle down and only focus on that so that way I can make sure everything's everything else is in line or anything like that. And that way I do well and I succeed and I get more opportunities. Um, it frees you up too. Like, you know, whatever the thing is, if you're, you know, since you're talking about school or even theater and things like that that are, um, I guess, more abstract or more creative, like, if you, we'll just call it administrative stuff. If you can get all the administrative stuff out of the way of, like, your homework or, mm-hmm. you know, essentially the things that you're not really passionate about or you don't want to do but are boxes you have to check to get to the thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, get all this shit out of the way. Honestly, it's probably way bigger in your mind than what it's going to take in real life. It's probably going to take you three minutes. It's a matter of just deciding that you're going to do it mm-hmm. you get all that shit out of the way and then it's just you have a wide open field of opportunity essentially for the thing that you actually care about yeah and I think <laughs> that's something that I need to focus on I think is to definitely minimize a lot more things um, there was a point in time where I was trying to figure out what I wanted in my life and it was something along the lines of saving or like preserving life and all of that in whatever fashion I could so that way the next life whether I be like reincarnated or if I'm or if that's not even a thing and just the next future generation is set up for success um are you, are you talking like a collective we sort of thing, or you mean like children that you're gonna have someday, or mm, collective we? Okay, collective okay. we. I'm still not sure on children. Um, we'll see. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the, it, yeah, it, it was, but it's that grandiose goal, that huge goal, which I feel like everybody has at some point. At least creative people have at some point during their college career. Yeah, like I want. I want to make sure everybody's okay. Yeah. And not to, not to discredit your goal by any means, but I feel like everybody gets that wide eyed, bushy tailed ambition Mm -hmm. while they're learning all these new things. And like, that's their life. Yeah. Like your, your life right now and your job right now is to spend, you know, however many hours you're in class a day, soaking this shit up, being told that you can change the world Mm -hmm. and hopefully you can. But, um, you know, once you, it sucks that you're not in that environment for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. I guess is how I feel about it. Like yeah. I remember feeling more inspired and more motivated during my time in college for that because of that environment and things that were happening versus now, you know, being an official adult mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. Like it's just not the same. It's the, no, it's definitely not like it, it's the, yeah. It, like you, you whittle it down to a point to where you hone in and you figure out, oh, this will be the specific avenue in which I will do this big grand thing. Um, And And at some point, I think you get slapped in the face with just how much work and time and effort and failure and grit goes into doing anything that anybody has ever accomplished in life. Yeah, I'm getting getting hit in the face with it a lot. Um, Or the fear of it, at least. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I am reaching a, I believe, a year left on college and... 
apparently the sky's the limit. So where do I go? Um, and it's just, that's a huge daunting task in its own right. Um, because where do I go? What, what do I want? What do I want to hope to accomplish within the thing that I'm doing? Will I be able to just get a job and be able to survive? Um, that basic, basic instinct of trying to survive in something. Are you more focused on getting to the finish line or it sounds like you're also thinking pretty heavily about what's after the finish line? I'm thinking very heavily about the after. Um, I think that's what my head has been through most recently. Um, just by virtue of the fact that like not only are my peers probably likely thinking of that as well, um, but it's also just that stigma of, like, I have a year left, maybe I should try and figure out like where the next step is, so that way I'm not stagnating. Which I think is reasonable. <laughs> I guess, are you having trouble laying that groundwork? for what a plan would be for after that or anything like that, or kind of where, where are you currently at with all that? I think it's the, it's the first step, like the laying the groundwork part. That Which it, is always the most intimidating because you have the whole, you have your whole to-do list ahead of you still. Yeah. Like where do I go? What seems like a viable option for me? Your to-do list might not even be filled out yet. It's not, <laughs> it's really not. And that sucks too. Cause like, I, during school, especially during the last few semesters and everything, I felt like I was struggling with how busy I was, but I felt like I was on top of things. Um, and maybe it's the summer that just slows everything down and makes me realize that I don't really have that many projects going on right now, but like, it, it's also due to that inaction of like, okay, you yourself have to be on top of it because there's not a specific deadline telling you to do so or to be on top of things. Um, and that's just the chugging along type thing. Um, thinking of it, like, cause I have a theater piece that I'm working on, um, that I've spent some time away from, uh, shout out to Arden. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, for not being as communicative as I have been. I don't know if you'll listen to it, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is like one of those uh damn what do they call those like lost encounters on craigslist no 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 no. um right. well it's just because you never know if they'll see it yeah that's true too um we'll see. <laughs> that's that's the part yeah yeah uh, you'd be like oh you don't know if your friend's just doing like a unlisted ad or something yeah yeah you're putting the message out there yeah here hope you hear it um but i have big ideas for it and I'm not really telling people that those ideas and it's really only just been between me and them of where I've like kind of conjured up these things. Um, How many people are involved in this? So it'll be me, them, three actors and a stage manager. They're all involved in the stage you're they currently at? will be involved, yes. Okay. Um, Is it just you and one other person right now, or they're so, all involved right so at the moment? So I have my stage manager and my assistant director picked out. Um, 
the next course is finding the actors for that. Um, but the course before that is all the paperwork. Yeah. The, all the paperwork that needs to be done beforehand. And that's that's what kills me about it, I guess, maybe. Because um, I fucking hate paperwork. Oh, yeah. It's like the... It, it can be exciting because in theater, it is exciting because you are discovering something about a piece and you like it and you want to pursue it and because like that's the story that needs to be told in your mind right now um but (laughs) on top of it it's a lot of like clerical work and kind of creating a vision but like really kind of extracting it with a tooth puller um we say like clerical work and paperwork like what exactly is that so it's more like it's like script analysis it's creating a schedule um it's creating the boundaries at which we want to do this um it's creating set it's creating like lighting choices it's all of it and this is i have a pretty good idea what you're doing but just to clarify like you're putting together a play Mm -hmm. yeah that's uh that's the goal the end goal in mind i think (laughs) yeah which is something you've been it's been like a dream of yours for some time now right i think so yeah um i think when i jumped into sophomore year i had like the idea for it um because i think no that might have been junior year i took directing but like i thought about it before then and then i took directing and i was like wow this is fun i like doing this um and then advanced directing hit and that was interesting that created a lot of insight and now i get to do the whole thing like from top to bottom like what's your current stance perspective viewpoint like as of today how do you feel about this project i'm scared of it that's natural (laughs) i think so uh again i think it's just because the weight of it looking nice and performing well and people understanding what I'm trying to go for that's a huge thing and it makes me think about like the performances the day of and everything do I even want to be there like sitting down with everybody watching it with them um because that scares the living fuck out of me (laughs) Mm -hmm. like that that like sitting with a bunch of people looking at a thing that you made and kind of like somewhat like peeking around or depending on the staging or anything like that, you're able to see people and see the reactions and everything. And what if they're shitty? <laughs> what if they're so bad? What if they hate it? Like, like that's, that's scary as fuck to me at least. Feel alive though, right? <laughs> kind of. Seriously, like you could, I know you mentioned you have some free time coming up essentially, or at least like not a busy schedule coming up. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, you could either not feel anything at all today or you could feel scared shitless about this thing you're about to do, right? True. Which which would you rather feel? Um, (laughs) um, I want to feel prepared. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for you, that's still achievable. I think <laughs> maybe that might need to be the week. Are you making this for yourself or are you making it for an audience? Uh, both, a very good question. Um, Which I don't have a preconceived answer to by any means because I don't have the first fucking clue what it's like mm-hmm. to do something like that for an audience. Yeah, I think... Because like they're very... Just to finish, I guess the whole thought is like, you know, I've done some collages and things like that. And like, it's me locked away in a basement playing with exacto knives and rubber cement <laughs> for hours on end and yeah. then I frame them and I put them on a wall. Mm-hmm. Like there's no interaction with anybody on that. So like with a play or live music or anything like that, like audience is 50% of the equation. Mm-hmm. And to that, I would say I can see both, but I think if I were to favor something, I would favor me um, just because I know there's like the aspect of the audience liking the work and everything. Um, but you can't temper those expectations because you're trying to cater too much to the audience and what they could theoretically want. But, um, I think that will ring more hollow as a result of it versus if I do it for just myself, I'm creating the thing that I want to create and the people will have a reaction one way or another. Yeah. Whether it be positive, negative, good aspects, negative aspects, like, I don't know. Like, I think, I think I would live in a world more if I did it for me and not gave a shit about what everybody else thought. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is a nuanced topic that, I'm sure experts could give you all sorts of crazy, awesome advice on, but Mm -hmm. just thinking about, you know, the people we look up to Tyler, the creator, I've heard him say in interviews, like he makes shit that he thinks is dope, Mm -hmm. but he's also a super smart dude. And like, from what I can tell factors in a lot of other things other than just that. So it seems to me like if you can do exactly what you just said about do it for you, make sure it's good, Mm -hmm. make that your foundation. And then after that, think about, but not obsess over or let it take control over your original foundation of like, okay, but how will this play Mm -hmm. sort of thing? Like, you know, it's almost like comedic timing or something like Mm -hmm. fine tuning the clock or something. Yeah. Like you got, you have this amazing, I wish I knew more about clocks. Uh, (laughs) I know there are some that are way cooler and work way better than others. So let's just call those Swiss clocks. Do you have specific clocks in mind? The specific parts or anything? Not the parts. I just, I've dabbled on the Reddit watch forum. Mm -hmm. I just didn't retain any information. (laughs) It's hard to, especially in an environment like that. Especially something I looked up once in my life. Mm. Uh, But I'm just going (laughs) to presume that the Swiss watches are like the fancy ones that everybody loves. Yeah. So like you have this Swiss watch with your foundation. So just keep that going, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I see where you're coming from. It's in to Tyler. I can think and agree with, because he, like you had said, he makes it for himself, but then has a lot of forethought as well. Um, and that takes into account the, general environment that you're living in 
um, and how that informs your story. Um, it's taking a look at world news and as a whole and kind of putting a reactionary filter onto it. Um, at least for me, because I know that it's it's a, it's something that I'm going to wrestle with day to day, and I don't know I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it's like it it it's the it is that laying the groundwork with the Swiss watch, but then like putting a double Swiss watch on top of it, right? Like it's still you have all the parts there, but you have to make sure they operate correctly. Yeah. And then taking a look at it and being like, okay, will this play well with an audience that could generally feel that way about how I'm doing it? Yep. Yeah, man. It's a hell of an opportunity. Um, and the fears, I can only imagine, again, with that audience factor, like, I don't want to talk about myself with any of this, but the, I think I've done two art shows where, like I was in full control of the whole thing, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not full control, but like the first one was at the Wine Merchant here in town. Yeah. And I mean, I hung my shit up on the wall. That was the extent of what that was. But like I was able to like, there's nobody stopping me from like inviting people with postcards that I'd made or like I any area that I was able to uh, let my creativity grow into surrounding this particular project I did. Mm-hmm. And... It was kind of a, kind of a form of control, and later on, I had one at the uh, Neon Heater Gallery downtown, and that one, the guy was just like, "Here's your space. Do whatever you want with it," and that was awesome. Yeah, I was gonna say how 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 did those work in juxtaposition with each other? Do you prefer the openness of that space, or does that feel daunting to you? Uh, wasn't really daunting actually. I got all my heebie-jeebies out with the first one. Mm. I was absolutely terrified, roughly a day or two before, because I was just like I'd invite. Like I went through a lot of work of networking and inviting people, and luckily I had a really as I still would if I fucking kept up with anything. But um, I had a really great support system. Like I had, I was interning at the. Office of Campus Activities at BG, and a lot of my coworkers came, which was awesome. Um, I had a lot of great connections here in town with like Tamara Rooney and mm-hmm. Phil Sugden, and a lot of people who are heavily involved in the art community. Uh, a lot of my friends, all of my friends came out and showed support. Like people, you know, at that time I was uh, closer than I am now with like my friends from high school, things mm-hmm. like that. So, I mean, they made like a two hour trip to come to it. Um, it was my first, it was. A lot of things were weighing. It was my first art show at all. Yeah. And I knew, or I was hopeful that a lot of people were coming, which added to that fear. I was like, you know, I've put this thing together. I've did the uh, administrative work. I got everything framed, made sure it looked good. I got it hung up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's doing what it should. And like I said, a day or two before, I was just like, man, what if this thing fucking sucks? <laughs> yep. So I could think about, I was like, man, that would just be like so embarrassing if you, everybody comes and they're all just like, oh, this is what we drove two hours for. Or this is what we drove a half an hour from BG for. That just like takes the wind out of your sails. Right. Like, 
I don't even know that I really hyped it up, but I think just like doing those things, like creating postcards or whatever the case was, like that makes it feel like it's going to be a certain thing. Yeah. And I, I mean, I couldn't have been more of my own biggest cheerleader through that whole process. Cause I was just geeked to have the opportunity. I was, I still to this day love the clutches I've made. So it's like, you know, I was making, in my opinion, dope shit. Yeah. Things that I liked. And so that carried me through a lot of it. It was, I was happy for the opportunity. I believed in what I had made. I put in the work to get people to come. And even with all that 24 hours before, I was just like, maybe I should call them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, "Mm, uh, excuse me, art man. Yeah. It's like, I need to, you know, do I really want to put myself out there? In theory, it sounded great. And now you actually, you take the final step. You actually do it. Yeah. And it turned out fucking awesome. Like the payoff, the payoff was worth it. A hundred million percent. Like I, everybody who I thought was coming came, everybody was like, man, you know, just being very kind, like engaging with the pieces, talking to me about them. I sold a fair amount, which was like beyond my wildest dreams, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it was, who knows, maybe it was surely out of kindness, but either way, like the feeling of at that moment, being an artist and being able to be paid for this thing that you made mm-hmm. was like absolute cloud nine. Yeah. And then to answer your other question about the other one, um, it was really great to have that freedom and space to operate in to just do whatever because it wasn't just about cutting down collages and getting them framed and hanging them on a wall it was like here's this white two room gallery go crazy if you Mm -hmm. want and I did and similar deal Uh, postcards you know personal invites Uh, I I did a video lapse of the whole thing painted shit on the walls It it was all kinds it was collages it was photography it was like mixed media it was interactive it was like everything I wanted it to be yeah and again, tons of people came through, tons of support. And not to stay on myself too long, but like it's, I think it's something that eats away at me sometimes is that I'm not still doing that. Like I go through the notions. I'm perfectly grateful and happy for where I am in life. Um, but I think that's a void I need to address at some point. Okay. I was going to have the follow up question of that being like, would you want to do it again? I'd want to do something. I don't know what. Like, again, this... Part of me feels silly and pretentious calling this podcast art, but it truly is. Like, it's something the four of us have committed to. And I get to do the artwork for these podcasts, so mm-hmm. that's like a creative outlet. And it also comes with a ton of administrative work. Mm-hmm. You know, the actual recording, the setting up, the editing, the uploading, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, which Making sure it sounds good. Making sure it sounds good, yeah. Something that I literally don't do. I envy you um i should probably learn a little bit yeah it's just doing all the things that nobody really wants to do like obviously if we were like a way bigger podcast these are things we pay other people to do mm-hmm. but because this is our uh, passion project our love child our hobby and thing that we do in free time like we're doing it so that's one outlet but i realized on the flip side of this i guess maybe this was the point i've been trying to get to by telling all this the amount of confidence that both of those things gave me strictly from doing them seeing it through and seeing what happened doing it twice and you know I'm not tooting my own horn in any sense other than the fact that 
I did things. And I miss having that confidence. Like, it's a different kind of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and even tying back to the self-hatred thing, like, in general, I don't consider myself an overly confident person. I'd say internally I'm more insecure than secure in most situations. Yeah. Um, and that was... Well, it's interesting. I, I would separate from this would be interesting sitting on that for a while because like it'd be cool to analyze what exactly makes up that confidence from that. Like, is it the sheer fact that I said I was going to do something and I did it? Mm-hmm. Or is it the fact that I really enjoyed the things I was making and like, okay with that? Like, I mean, it's something to be proud of. Um, I don't know, but I miss having that confidence. I see what you mean. It, it's, and I think that's like what maybe I need to feign a little bit is that type of confidence. Cause like I, I, I think I've felt that before and I know there, and it comes from the, the experience of doing it like the past semester and everything. Um, but like getting to it and working on this thing. And I think it's more active when you're actively doing it or like in the rehearsal room or you're tearing up the collage or anything like that. Um, that while you're in the process of doing it, you're thinking, wow, this is kind of cool, like that I'm doing this or that just I get to, to do this. Just to be in that situation. Yeah. Like just to be there in the room working through a problem. It might not even be like a big problem necessarily, but you're still working through it and doing it. Like you're the CEO. Yeah. And then when something turns out super well, you're like, fuck yeah, this is exactly what I wanted. And I did this. Because you're in charge. It's your project. You're calling the shots. You're deciding what direction things go in. Like, you're accountable at the end of the day, but you're also the one who, you know, if somebody says, good job, I like this. Like, that was you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to be sweet sounding. I hear Erica upstairs. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, I've, I've not been in your shoes, obviously. And... Nor have I even, you know, this, this is a different magnitude of a, an ownership of a creative project, but I hope that you are able as you're going through this to remain excited and fearful at the same time. It's gotta be one or the two. It's gotta be both. It's gotta be both. That's true. Cause I mean, I think that fear is part of the excitement. Like, I don't know if you weren't fearful, then nothing's on the line. That's true. What, what do I have on the line? <laughs> my my entire sheer will to do the thing that I love for the rest of my life. <laughs> Not only that, you're, you know, asking and getting, it sounds like, time of other people as well. Mm-hmm. And is, I think, which is a pretty big thing to receive. Yeah, and I, th- I think I do put a lot of weight on, oh, if this doesn't go well, like, what am I going to do with my life? Like... I shouldn't think of it that way. I should think of it as this is what I'm going to achieve and do right now. What do I like from it? What did I not like from it? What did everybody else like and not like from it? And then go from there, I think. Yeah, I guess are you approaching this with the mindset or the grace for yourself that this is your first time doing this? Uh, Yeah. I mean, you're not... I'm not. <laughs> you're not somebody who's done this before. So, like, I hope I hope you're willing to give yourself that grace as you go through this and 
um, I can only imagine this is going to be priceless experience and lessons. Like, um, I don't know. I guess there's almost that mindset of like, oh, I want to do well. I want to hit all my marks. I want to crush this or be successful. But at the same time, if you are doing that, you're probably not learning anything. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I have full faith in you. I think you're going to make a great play. But at the same time, I hope you do stumble in some spaces. So that way you get things that you can carry with you for the next one. Yeah, I, I hope so too. Um, or maybe not stumble, but you know, just get some pushback on some things yeah, or something. Yeah, like be challenged. Right. Be challenged. And yeah, I... Yeah, it's the... It's that weird feeling. It's a weird feeling. Also, just being idle doesn't help. Like okay. I know you said you've not been actively working on it at the moment so yeah, I think I'd, that's that's when all the bad things creep in I think yeah I think I really realized that like if I'm not doing something I'm gone like I can't think about anything except for why the fuck am I not doing something like what are you doing you should probably figure this out it's, which almost gotta stop watching I, Bob's Burgers <laughs> you know again each their own. Um, something I've been... I love Bob's Burgers, but I'm just trying to... No, I love it too. Uh, I've just been watching it too much. So. Yeah, is there such a thing? Mm. I just think it comes down to intention. And that's... I'm 100% in the same boat with you. If I feel like I'm wasting time, whatever that may be on, like, or not doing something I could be doing or whatever, like, that's always kind of in the back of my mind. Like, I'm just... I'm sure there's, like, some name or some diagnosis. Not diagnosis, but some descriptor for what for what that is or why people are that way because i know there are some people who are perfectly happy lounging relaxing things of that nature um anyways i think it comes down to intention like if you say i need this space to decompress i'm going to do that by watching bob's burger and it's a great thing that i'm doing that Mm -hmm. then you feel awesome about watching bob's burgers but if you're not giving yourself kind of that game plan if you're just I'm only speaking for myself. You're lost or aimless or whatever the case is. And you just don't know what the fuck you should be doing. So because of that, you sit down on the couch and watch Bob's Burgers. And that doesn't feel as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate the the insight of intentionality. Because, yeah, I, I think that's where I get lost most of the time. Like where I start to because I don't had the thought to intentionally do something it's more just like what am I going to do if there's too many things to do don't do anything yeah <laughs> like analysis paralysis almost mm-hmm. and then it stops there and then nothing gets done and then that just <laughs> that just keeps the spiral going like do you are you somebody who likes to chip away at things or who chips away at things or do you feel like you have to like you know, like say whatever thing is on your list. You're like, I'm going to dive into this and I have to finish it. That's a hard one because I want to be the former and just chip away. But I think I also have a a procrastination nature that I need to punch in the face and disregard every single day. Um, (laughs) Cause like I'm always of the mindset like, Oh, I can do it later why not do it right now? Yeah. Like do it right now. So that way it's done. You and, don't have that anxiety. And then I don't have to worry about it. I had a, Hey bud. So Lucy, 
Uh, Lucy's on the table, everybody. You want to say, you want to say something? <laughs> she doesn't know what she wants. They never do. Um, yeah, I had a bit of a realization recently of just like, I don't know, it's interesting how much power through like habits and things like that, which is not news to anyone. I know any self-help guru has been preaching this for a long time, but what fuck self-help, self-help gurus. <laughs> but it's just interesting the things that you do have power over and your habits and what those mean for you on a daily basis. Like you're, I mean, you really are just a sum of your parts and your actions. Mm-hmm. So realizing that if I make this little change or for me personally, it's about identifying what does give me anxiety. Yeah. Um, or what makes me not like myself, things of that nature. And realizing that, because I guess I'll go through stretches where I'm just like, okay, I don't like this about myself or this thing is giving me anxiety. I just kind of like, don't necessarily dwell on it, but I try to stuff it away. It comes back. And then I switch that after a week or so or however long. And then I'll think, oh, I should accept this about myself. Like, there's no reason to dwell on this or make it a bad thing. But that's like. I don't know. To me, that's kind of a cop out. I've realized, or at least for me, it is. It's kind of like um, it's like cleaning your room, and but instead of cleaning your room, it's actively stuffing every single thing in a closet, pretty much to the point to where it's like bursting. And then you're like, my closet shouldn't look that way, but I shouldn't be upset that my closet looks that way. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> and then it bursts out, and then you just try a different area. <laughs> pretty much. And then recently, I've such an obvious. Uh, epiphany to have is realize like oh I could just remove the things that are making me not like myself or my anxieties or they're giving me the anxiety or at least do my best to and then I'm going to feel a lot better yeah oh shocker <laughs> crazy crazy notion right it's just, it's, but it's just it's so much easier to do the other things because you uh, fall into those habits yeah exactly 100% habits and um it's liberating and light enlightening to realize that there is like, I don't know. How old are you? I'm 28 now. Okay. I'm 36. And at this point in my life, I'm just kind of like the majority of the things I'm going to experience in life. I feel like I've experienced to some degree or another in terms of like feelings and discovering things and stuff like that. Like, you know, so I feel like there's not, a lot left to do differently or get myself out of those habits. I guess I don't realize that there's more. It's easy for me to forget that. So like here recently I've realized there's always going to be more and it's so dumb (laughs) to think that my ceiling's here Uh and to just accept that. So like, and just on a purely personal level, this has nothing to do with like anything else. Um, so understanding that truly, like the universe is the limit in terms of that. It's just a matter of like, are you going to allow yourself to see it? Yeah. I th- yeah. And that's something that I've been also grappling with a lot is the, I, I, I have felt at some point that my sense of discovery has like all but stopped. And that's a scary thing to me, especially being an artist because you should always be discovering and 
experiencing new things and trying out different things and feeling negative emotions. Like it's the only way to get that experience and to learn from it and to learn like what works and what doesn't for you. Yeah. And like I, there was a point in time where I was, I had felt stagnant in almost every facet and I realized that I need to say yes within reason to some things so that way I can know and experience it. Yeah, for and, sure. And then learn and then ultimately take that and use it for whatever purpose I need. You mean say yes like there's that old adage of like in your 20s you're supposed to say yes to everything. Like is that how you mean or in like a more uh, less guess, tangible yes? I guess more yes to and more just being open to experience rather than saying no I don't think I need to experience that. Okay. I think and but then again that also has the trade off of like whatever's right for you in that moment. Yes. Whatever feels right there. Yep. Like, and not to shift accountability because we're all responsible for most of what happens to us. But um, I think the environment we're in has a lot to do with it as well. Like, at least the the bubble of the things that I consume on a daily basis through the internet or Reddit or you know Google News, mm-hmm. Instagram, whatever. Those are a lot of the things I'm on on a daily basis. You know, I'm, in some way or another, I'm essentially being told what to think. Um, just because of the information I'm seeing and it's just become such an everyday part of life and like again just shaking that and being like it doesn't have to be A or B mm-hmm. you know and I, I can be uh, it, purely for the sake of example like I can be a democrat who opposes democratic policy in some shape or form like it's not just one or the other mm-hmm. yeah it, it, it's not black and white Correct. there's a spectrum to everything um yeah i think that i don't know, even like even The this is also like another debilitating thing that we could probably get into it like for another three hours of talking. Um, so I'm sure we'll wrap it up pretty here pretty soon. But like it's also the the weight of the world that we have. Oh my god! Yes. Like holy shit! It's that, and it's also the constantly being told what to think about it. That's why I have tuned out almost everything. Like I have <clears throat> limiters on like my social media and I've deleted Reddit and like I have not really been actively listening or watching the news because I, one, I find it debilitating um, because like, of course, but at the same time, like you need to keep up on that stuff. Otherwise, like you're going to be lost from everybody else because everybody else is talking one thing. Yeah. But as soon as you catch up to that, they're on to the next thing. Like even, Oh my God. Even that though, like, most blatantly in Reddit comments, um, or internet comments in general, it's not even just Reddit. Like, it's just like this fucking revolving library of 10 reactions to things that exist in the world right now. Mm-hmm. It's just, there is no new, more, more times than not, there are no new discussions happening, at least on online forums. But a lot of that 
translate to how we talk about things. Like there's so many times where I'm talking to people, myself included, where the topic gets brought up and like, I'll just regurgitate something I read or heard yeah, or vice versa. And it's like, it's like a very vacuumed conversation around all these topics. So it's like, if you spend enough time with it, you know, I think it's natural to form your own opinions and be skeptical or support things and all that. But if you're just scrolling through and you're seeing headlines, like what else do you have to go off of besides regurgitate what you saw? Yeah. And that can in turn, uh, fester along with like every other negative feeling that you have, like that reactionary piece to the news can just make you physically angry at points and irrationally. So irrationally, there's like, I'm yeah, I'm the worst culprit of that. I'm, if anybody, any of my friends are listening to this, I'm so sorry because there are so <laughs> many times where like it's been three o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. I'm just like, I can't fucking believe so-and-so's doing this. And I'll go down a wormhole and they're just like, I'm sure they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, on behalf of all your friends, you're forgiven. Thank you. Because I, I'm sure I've been known to do that at some point. Yeah. So you just find yourself. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the outcomes of these things are very frustrating, but like. And there's no need to, to be that worked up about every day unless there's something you're planning on doing about it or it's directly affecting you. Mm-hmm. Like Hasan Menhaj once pointed out because he was doing Patriot Act for a couple of seasons. I think it was, it was one of the final episodes before he was taking like a Christmas break or something. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know, you know, we're hitting you with all these topics because each, I don't know, anybody's familiar, but each episode he just covers like essentially an injustice that's happening in the world somewhere or a problem that's affecting humanity. And he's like, we as people just don't have the capacity to care a hundred percent about all these different things. Mm-hmm. And he's totally right. Which is interesting from him. Cause I mean, that's how he's making his living. But I think I, he's doing it in a way to inform people and, and like, you know, bring, sprinkle in some comedy and things like that. But at the same time, I appreciated that, uh, almost permission from that type of person to be like, you, you don't have to, and it's not healthy to care about all these things. Yeah, no, that's very true. And there's like another specific example for it. Um, I think LeBron James at one point got called out for um, possibly not supporting some certain thing, and his reasoning and thought process was, "Hey, I care about these things that affect me very specifically." And I'm choosing to focus all my energy on it rather than take that away and spread it out to the point to where it's not even doing anything. Yeah. Like, like, like you stretch yourself so, so thin, no one's going to benefit from it. Like it's, it's better to be tightly focused on a couple of things rather than exhausting yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make change where you can, and if you're even in a position to make change, mm-hmm. and if you have the opportunity to, if you have the opportunity to help out others that are less fortunate, yeah, no. or just being aware of what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty of things that we see on a daily basis that don't really apply to us at all. That we're just like, oh, that's an injustice. Fuck that, and then probably never think about it again. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess the point is just be good to people. Oh, for sure. Be good to people. Be good to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, give yourself grace. Just if you can just shed the weight of negativity in the world 
Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to do. I mean, it's just not the world we're living in. That's not built in. I don't think. No, I don't think so. And it's also the uh, Kendrick said it best. It's, a, it's the savior complex type thing where like you need to openly acknowledge, hey, I can't save everybody. As much as Such you want, as much as you, as much as you want to, like you can't. Yep. You can't. You cannot do it because it will kill you. Yep, it will kill you, or you just, um, just won't have the effect you want to. Mm-hmm. I know J. Cole at some point. Man, this was some time ago. He was doing some YouTube videos. Um, they were like short films, basically. Uh, I don't know. It was before 2016. It had to have been after. Anyways, people are up in arms about politics and, like, specifically the presidential election. And he was talking to people in his neighborhood um, who I think was the demographic who doesn't maybe always get talked to on those conversations. Yeah. And obviously they were very worked up about the presidential election. But he was like, look, I hear you. But, like, on the day-to-day, it most likely isn't going to affect you. Like, what are you looking at in your local politics? What are you looking at in your community? What are you looking at in your regional and state level? Like, those are the things you should be actively involved in. Which, by the way, August 8th, there's a special election coming up Ohio, so got to get on that. What is it? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I will do more research. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just planting the seed. But I just know that it's there, and it's happening, so be aware. Beware. And I think there's plenty of websites that either we or somebody can link you to to be like hey this is what's on it and here's why you here's what would happen if you said yes or what would happen if you said no like yeah there is just google that shit you know august 8th election special election there we go come on out um bringing it back to self-hatred yes if you don't mind Uh, i know you mentioned um not feeling not wanting to eat, I guess, necessarily. Not so much not wanting to, just not being hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, or not motivating myself to make something. Yes, yes. Um, lack of focus, lack of motivation. Um, I've been in in your shoes in those situations. Uh, I've also, one of, one of mine is I also can't sleep. So if it's a self-hatred thing or I'm just like very, it's... It's easy for me to dwell on things, mm. whether if it's something I've done or something I feel somebody's done to me. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm petty and principled, so it's hard for me to let those things go. And so, yeah, just sleeping is a big one for me because as soon as you lay your head down, it's all you think about is fuck this person or fuck me. Um, <laughs> not, not people specifically, but I have been losing a little sleep. So Okay. Um, anywho, the point I'm trying to make is one, you're not alone Two, really the most truthful thing I can tell you is time heals all wounds. We're two completely different people, but if there is any overlap in what you're feeling and things I've experienced in the past, it feels like you're trying to climb Mount Everest by yourself on day one. And then by, by day six or seven, you know, you realize that's not the case because some time has passed. You've exhausted the physical and mental energy one you're tired you're run down Mm -hmm. you haven't eaten you haven't sleep slept you haven't you know done anything too productive probably um so at that point you're just literally exhausted 
which I think provides some reprieve Mm -hmm. because you don't have the negative energy to exert anymore. And also it's just, it's giving you some time to put some distance between you and whatever feelings you're having, whatever thoughts you're having to kind of recalibrate and realize this thing that felt like a boulder, maybe a pebble. Yeah. And hopefully it gets to that point. I think, I think it will. It for sure will. Just, uh, there's, I don't know, man, it sucks being in, in that spot. Cause there are things that you know, you can do like, you know, I've heard other podcasters who I love and respect talk about this sort of thing, like Dax Shepard or people on smart lists, mm-hmm. um, who I know mention feeling depression at times and things like that. And they're like, you know, whenever I find myself slipping into that, I realize, you know, I'm not doing the things on my checklist that I do to mitigate this. I'm not exercising. I'm not meditating. I'm not hanging out with people. I'm mm-hmm. not you know, doing all these things, I'm slipping on all fronts. Yeah. So it's like, if, if I can even come close to imagining how you're feeling, like you don't want to do those things. You want to have whatever it is that's bugging you go back to the way it was. Mm -hmm. You want it to be fixed. And knowing that that's not going to happen is a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, it's daunting. It's not a good feeling. Mm-hmm. But it won't feel that way forever. <laughs> that I think um, I can agree on. Yeah. I can agree on that. So what's uh, what's the next steps on the play? Uh, well, I have to contact Arden. Um, shout out Arden. What's up again? Um, hope you're doing well. <laughs> um, but... We need to hop back on and start reading and start doing script analysis. Um, I wanted to each of us separately do it so that way when we come together and talk about it, we have different interpretations and different thoughts on it and see what works where. And I think we'll have to go from there. I know I have, I have a checklist of things that need to get done before the school year starts, so... That will ultimately be the goals, I think. When is this thing expected to go live? Um, play goes off uh, November, November 3rd and 4th. Okay. Um, that's, so I have time, but like I'm wanting to make sure all of, the things, all of the things that need done now are ready by the start of school. Is this... Will this be like a BG sponsored play or? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so it's part of like the BG elsewhere productions. Oh, sick. Um, so it's like student led, uh, basically no budget, um, theater work. It's just us trying to figure out, figure out some shit. Do they promote it at all? A little bit. Yeah. We get pamphlets, <laughs> but I'm trying to think of like alternative ways to do it. Um, just because they don't necessarily help all the time. Yeah, yeah. I have some ideas, uh, but I'm not going to tell them on this podcast because that would be revealing too much. So I guess whoever you are that you're listening to this, you'll have to come see it. No, we can just do spoiler alert. All right, uh, go ahead. No, 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 no. That's how it no, works no, 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 no. on the other ones. I've, you say spoilers and then all the spoilers happen. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> and I hate, like, not that I hate spoilers, but like, if I want to experience something, I want to experience it fully. I respect that. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I care about spoilers in that vein. Whether it not be like, you just tell me the plot of a Marvel movie, I'm never going to watch it. I don't really care. <laughs> I don't care about being spoiled on that front. It's a different topic for a different day, my friend. Very true. Okay. Anything else we need to cover? Uh, no, I don't know. I have no clue. Okay. How about you? No, I think that's it. Okay, so I guess we'll a, leave uh, it at that. A lovely conversation. It was good talking with you. You too. Okay. All right, that's a wrap. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.